0: On behalf of the men and women at Navy Federal Credit Union, OG, let's uh, raise our mugs to the men and women making this holiday season safe for all of us. Of course, I'm speaking about our troops. You know, while you and I are off, just doing whatever we want to do this holiday season, they gallivanting
1: are gallivanting around the community.
0: We're gallivanting around the community, or they're ho ho hoing. Because I think I'm ho ho hoing. No, we are. Well, they are. We are. Yes, absolutely. Yes,
1: yes. We're gallivanting and ho ho hoing.
0: And I seriously don't want to hear about your ho ho hoing. But and
1: whining and dining.
0: <laughs> we need a we need a big shout out to our troops on behalf of the men and women at Navy Federal Credit Union and those of us making podcasts in mom's basement to help you with financial literacy. Let's all stack some Benjamins together. Big salute to our troops. Let's go. Cheers.
2: This place reminds you of Santa's workshop. Except it smells like mushrooms and everyone looks like they want to hurt me.
3: Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, in whew, December, am I right? If you're not eating grandma's finest roast, you're wolfing down a cold vending machine Pop-Tart in the bowling alley parking lot. That's why we brought in the mama chef herself, Karen Nakamowski, to help you mow down some healthy six-minute dinners. Oh, six minutes? I got one that takes five. Not that it's a contest, though, I have gotten pretty good at slicing that one-inch hole in the packaging. What's that? Not the not the same thing. Gotcha. In our headlines, we'll talk about how direct indexing makes investing fun. Plus, we'll throw out the Haven Lifeline to Patty, who wants to know the best way to handle the Bloom shutdown and asks about it using the best Matt Damon impression I've ever heard. Then we'll harken back all the way to 1843 for my trivia. And now, two guys who look like they've been doing six-minute abs rather than eating six-minute meals... Okay, you guessed it. I'm looking for a raise next year. It's Joe and O G G G G G,
0: and a happy Monday to you, stackers. Welcome to our last full week of live shows. I'm Joe Salcihi, Average Joe Money on Twitter, and what an action-packed week we've got this week. O G, we have Karen Nakamowski as. As Doug said so eloquently, thank you, Doug. We're going to help you stream down the holidays, focus on what's important. A lot of times, I don't know about your family, but we go out for restaurant dinners a lot this time of year. And uh, my waistline can get a little ugly.
1: And that's profoundly different than July (laughs) in what
0: way? Probably not that that much different. Your beach body
1: looks the same in July (laughs) as it does in December. Let's not be unclear.
0: (laughs) Joe, you're beached whale body. Most people say beach body minus beach whale body. Karen has very simple recipes to make things easy. And of course, we want to spend more time with our family. So why not have something easy on the stove, make it very quickly, make it a little healthier, make it a little less expensive. It's going to be fantastic. Karen's going to talk about that and stuff she does with the community which I think we all want to pay attention to this year. But before that we got a great headline, OG. but even before that, you know, I was thinking about the best present I could get you because you got a birthday coming up in two days. Yes I was I thinking. Do. I was thinking the best present I could get you might be, well, might be this. this episode is sponsored by State Farm. you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget Well, look no further than state Farm. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, Stackers! It's Military Appreciation Month. You know what that means. We are recognizing all of our stackers in the audience. My good friend, Nord, Doug Nordman, who uh, some of you may know, he is a writer in personal finance. He's a guy I'd like to do. A shout out to, he is such a giving member of the FIRE community, the Financial Independence Retire Early community. Uh, Nords will do anything for you. It's just, just, I think some of that comes from his time on a submarine, like my nephew Colin, who's on a submarine right now. And all the work that uh, he did there, just a super giving member of the community. And you know what? Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate their members who go above and beyond, not this month, but every month. Navy Federal offers members only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Here's one of their offers in honor of Military Appreciation Month. Join and get $50 when you open a credit card. Of course, you want them to have your whole debt strategy planned out, don't you? Don't just go open a credit card willy-nilly, as mom says. Uh, here's a disclaimer. you got to join and open your membership savings account between May 1st and May 31st, so get on it, stackers. Annual percentage yield is a 0.25% for membership savings account, $5 minimum balance to open. Maintain your membership savings account to obtain the bonus. Visit NavyFederal.org for full terms and conditions. That's just one of the things. They offer 24-7 help for their U.S.-based service members. They have resources all over the place. Head to NavyFederal.org for full terms, conditions, and other offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. What do you think about those? Oh, well, thank you. You're, you're, you're welcome. It's actually, it's better than what I got you last year.
1: <laughs> so- it's like the, just the thing from Christmas vacation. It's like, Shelly
0: the month club.
1: No, it's better than that. It's when Lewis and Bethany show up and they go, Clark, we've got you the best present ever. And he said, Lewis, you didn't have to get me anything. And he goes, damn it, Bethany. He guessed it. <laughs>
0: Karen Nakamowski coming up. We've got a great headline, so let's get rolling.
4: Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins Headlines.
0: Our headline today comes to us from Investment News, OG, and I thought that this is a fantastic discussion to have here at the end of the year because one of the innovations we heard a lot about, of course, we had Fidelity Investments even come on and talk about the future of investing. And that's this idea of direct indexing. As I was on a plane recently, I took all the financial planning magazines with me and I started flipping through them. And the amount of time that professionals were talking about direct indexing in 2022, way more than even we were. It's so strange how you hear professionals talking about one thing and you hear, you know, the public talking about another, but the public definitely is coming to this idea of direct investing. This headline is written by Emil Halez from Investment News and this is an interview they did with the Morningstar CEO uh Kunal Kapoor and they use this title Morningstar CEO on how direct indexing makes investing fun. And I thought that was an interesting title because uh well diving into this the Morningstar CEO says I'm excited about direct indexing because the differentiation can be substantial. The cool thing about building a direct index is that at the start, the advisor's having this conversation with the client, not only about the risk profile, risk tolerance, time horizon, but suddenly the conversation is about preferences. What we are trying to do is help the advisor upfront, talk to the client about the trade-offs, as a result of those preferences you think about the esg use case environmental social governments esg use case it starts to over time allow an advisor to really drill into an individual's preferences in educate a way really walk through for the individual what the pros and cons are of implementing those preferences in a portfolio you know on one hand og this is why i want to get your take on this on one hand i think a client of an advisor that knows what they're investing in and knows that it matches their preferences, it's more likely to create a sticky portfolio. Portfolio that good times are bad. They're like, no, no, no. This is designed for me. It's mine. And it truly is more fun, which makes it stickier. This is why I don't like using rules of thumb is because I don't think they're sticky. I think, yeah, you can use rules of thumb all day, but it gets rid of the fun part, talking about your values and what you want. But on the other side, you know, the more times you you stick your hand in that portfolio and play with it, you think, well, oh God, I can change out all the individual things. Next thing you know, you're tinkering under the hood and your portfolio is doing a lot worse. So I don't know, is this better or is it worse?
1: No, this is worse for the average investor or any investor for that matter. All that's happening by direct indexing happening is you're taking away fund managers. And you're saying instead of hiring a fund manager, I'm going to be the fund manager. I'm going to do the research on the stock. I'm going to make sure that, you know, that this portfolio is balanced correctly and rebalanced and new cash is deployed appropriately and all that sort of stuff. You're taking away the the tools and the technologies and all of the people and process that all these other organizations have which is going to be better than you. And you're saying, no, I can do that. And I can do it for $0 instead of the 10 basis points or 10th of a percent that Vanguard charges or iShares or whatever. While it looks like a good thing and that you get control over it, you can already design an investment portfolio that suits your needs, whether it's you know your needs for retirement or or your needs for what you want to invest in, you, that already exists. So this is just muddying the waters, I think, for, for most investors and taking away a good resource, which is the really smart people at iShares or BlackRock and the really smart people at Vanguard and the really smart people at all these other companies who have all these tools and technologies to already do
0: all of this for you. But direct investing doesn't have to be that way, OG. I mean, just because you can play with it doesn't mean that you have to. Because frankly, you know, the idea, especially in a non-qualified account, when I can get rid of some of the things that are causing, let's say that I want to do year-end tax planning, whatever that is, if I seriously object to a certain type of investment, I can put a different like-minded, like I can pair up with those smart people and have them make the moves and coach me through it. But if I leave those barriers on, I think it might make it more fun and also more useful.
1: I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see the outcome of this, but I suspect that this is going to be more of a disservice to an investor than a, than a service. I, I I see all the benefits, right? The benefits are tax loss harvesting and all that other sort of stuff. But again, you take an average investor, right? Say that you have a gigantic non-qualified portfolio. So pick a number, Joe. What, what would be just a profoundly awesome non-qualified portfolio in your mind for... You mean por- portfolio size? Size. Yeah, pick a number.
0: Okay, let's, let's just say $1.5 million. 5
1: million. And a half dollars. Okay, cool. So you're going to create an index out of that, right? So you're going to want to model some index that already exists. Let's say that you're just going to go with the S&P 500, which is going to have 505 stocks in it. If they're equally weighted, which of course they're not, if they're equally weighted, you're going to have... What a three thousand dollar position? Like that's going to be an equal weighted... Like that's not a big position to make an impact on from an investing standpoint. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision that's going to make me all this extra money. I'm gonna exclude these investments that I really don't want to have in my S and P portfolio because A, B, C, and D, whether they're 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 not profitable or. I don't believe in the business metrics or model or whatever that whatever the case may be. You're talking about 3,000 bucks or 5 or or 8 or 2. It's some relatively insignificant dollar amount against a million and a half dollar portfolio. And then if you take it to something else like a small company portfolio which the Russell 2000 has 1800 different stocks in it, now you're talking about something even more infinitesimal in terms of the dollar amounts. So I think when you look at it, you kind of peel away parts of the onion and you go, all right, I get all the benefits, but in practicality, what does this really look like? It's almost like the same discussion we have on occasion about moving from one bank to another, where it's like, well, but this thing's going to, you know, I'm getting 2% here and I get two and a half percent there. It's like, great for your $20,000 cash reserve. You did all that paperwork and you have to deal with all that stuff to make an extra half a percent, which is $8 a month.
0: What's your time worth though?
1: Yeah, it's not zero. I, I get it. Eight bucks is something. And there's somebody who's like, but the latte factor. It's like, I, I get it. You know, I, I understand. But I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. And then now you complicate it by going, now I have 505 different stocks in a portfolio. And I've you just go to your CPA and go, here's my <laughs> capital gains report. It's 700 pages long. I can see some use cases for it. But I think for the average person, it doesn't really doesn't really uh, make a lot of well, sense. I think the in my I think the
0: lesson I'm getting from you here is kind of beware what you ask for, right? Like every in fact every tool comes with a downside and clearly yeah. the downside here could be fairly large if you let it be large. And frankly I have this feeling having worked as a financial planner before that you're right, there's too many clients that are going to want to mess with it. They're going to want to mess with it way more than they should just because they can, right? Oh, oh, I can I can trade this thing, I can change out my positions and just buy this thing and take these bets and all of a sudden you go from an index to to your point early on in this discussion. I'm a wizard.
1: Well, and even if it's not the case, the benefit is going to be so is going to be so small because the average person doesn't have. A million and a half dollar non-qualified portfolio. Right. Exactly. You're saying like, I got 80 grand. Can I do it with 80 grand? It's like, you can, you can. But then you're talking about 400 bucks. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you can't even buy one share of some companies for that. It's like, you know, there's got to be some limits there.
0: And we want to be careful here because while this headline sounds really great, and I have a ton of respect, as longtime listeners know, and you do too, for Morningstar as an organization, and what they do to help investors. Morningstar is also a for-profit company, and it turns out, OG, that they are launching a service Uh to help people with direct investing. Excellent. So we're going to have a pretty positive spin on this, if I'm Morningstar, about all the magic that we can help you with uh, here for a profit. doesn't make Morningstar bad, but it goes back to one of our key tenants, which we've talked about, just understand how the people get paid, understand what they're really selling, then you're going to have a lot less disappointment later on. It did get me thinking about this idea of making investing fun and what would make investing fun. So I did a quick Bing search. I was waiting for the eye roll. Didn't get the eye roll. How about that?
1: I did see that on a Slack message though, that you sent to the team the other day about when we were talking about some Google searches and Google history. And you're like, I can Bing it. I'm
0: like, whatever, dude. <laughs> I still like being way, way, way better. Turns out there's like three percent of us in the United States that are using being. But this is uh, from a, a blog called moneyandfreedom.com. And it's five ways to make investing more fun. And I just want to walk through these really quickly and ask you if these these would make investing more fun. Number one, trust that will that it will eventually make you rich. Investing is fun because every time you put money away, you're like, eventually this habit is going to make me wealthy. I don't know if more wealth. Equaling more fun. That doesn't really jive with me. It, I think I get where she's coming from, but you don't necessarily have to be wealthy to have more fun. Don't get me wrong, you can drive a limo up to all your problems, which is which is pretty awesome. I was
1: gonna say, yeah, that's that is kind of fun when you uh when you take the helicopter to the class reunion, land at the right. football field,
0: <laughs> flex a little bit. Uh, but I guess that does make it more fun, knowing that this is a positive habit, right? I think the idea may be that it gives me more flexibility lately and that flexibility equals, equals fun. I don't yeah. know. What do you think about that one?
1: Flexibility for sure. Mo money, mo problems. Yeah. It doesn't change.
0: Number two is set ambitious goals. Setting ambitious goals is more fun. I really like that you and I use this organization called strategic coach and my goals have been much more ambitious the last few years than they've been before that far less incremental than they were in the past, but they feel more reachable because I feel like we, I spend enough time thinking about ambitious goals and I've succeeded at them lately that you feel like you can do it. And I don't know, ambitious goals, is that's pretty damn fun.
1: One of the things that you and I have talked about off camera, and uh, we learned this from strategic coaches that uh, 10 times is easier than doubling. And if you look back in your history, you've already 10 times to other things, right? Like there was a job that you may, I mean, my first year as an advisor, I made $10,000 and I've made a hundred thousand dollars already. So, so it's like, I've already 10 times that. So I already have an example in my life to do it. The problem is that you get to a point where you go, I can't do that again. It's like, no, you can, you can. And the other thing that I think about a lot is what Dan talks about from strategic coach. He says, most people underestimate what they can do over a 10 or 20 year time frame and overestimate what they can do in the next 12 months. Yeah. Which is kind of true.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that uh, Dan Sullivan is who you're referring to. People want to look him up, brilliant individual. I noticed by the way in the coaching that we get and this is I think great for everybody. Our coaches OG always start with that question of what are the big wins that you've had? And you go back through your big wins first before they set you off on the path of creating your next ones. So By the time I get into planning my next stuff, I'm already in the mode of I've done it. I belong. I can do this. Like, don't start off with blue sky thinking because you'll never get there. Start off with what's the stuff where I did really well before? And then how do I build on those successes to get it? And then all of a sudden the blue sky thinking opens up. Uh, That's a Great, great place, great place to start. I've been I've been really kind of focusing on how they how they get more out of me. And I feel like that's a great tool we can all we can Mm -hmm. all use. Number three is invest in something that you like. I think there's a danger in this one that we talked about earlier. Direct investing sounds super cool. And if we like it too much, we might get involved too much. But number four, reward yourself. I do like this one, OG. Some of these ambitious goals we have are, are very difficult. And we get partway through, and what happens? We get discouraged. So setting up these milestones along the way that I'm going to celebrate incremental success, I think is going to be really important for us all in 2023 to make this fun.
1: I think about a sales leader that I had at American Express. You're familiar with him as well. And one of the things that he always talked about, now this is sales. This is different than goal attainment in your personal life. But one of the things he always talked about was, you have to have some sort of pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. If you're going to set a goal of, I'm going to go do this thing, you got to do something for yourself. He was also the guy that said, go buy something you can't afford with payments because you'll never (laughs) let yourself go bankrupt. Which was just horrible. If you want want a Porsche, go get a Porsche. It's got an $800 a month payment. And guess what? You're going to figure out how to get clients pretty quickly. Sweat it out. But I still have, you know, I bought a pen and pencil set (laughs) at the end of this thing that we did about growing our business. And, I use them every day and I quite often still think about that, that process of achieving that goal and then going to the store and buying the pen and pencils, you know, that were way overpriced and out of my budget. And I did it anyway. And
0: and it, um, it doesn't have to be financial. It can be take half a no. day off and just go celebrate, yeah, you know, just go absolutely. take a long, if you like to hike, I mean, it's great. Number five on here, the last one, build a peer group around your investing practice. Of course that always makes it more fun, right? I think that's why we have the stacker community is that bringing a lot of people with you is so much more fun than going this alone.
1: The people that you hang out with are going to be a lot like what you're going to turn out like. So if you're trying to upgrade your life, you know, upgrade the people that you hang out with. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, if you're stuck kind of look at the people that you're hanging around with, you might be surprised at some of the things that you hear that, that community really does matter.
0: I think it's a great transition OG, because if you want to hang out with cool people, that work in their mom's basement we are hiring we're hiring somebody to join our team 25 hours a week it is a communications job you need to be a great writer you don't need a background in finance but it certainly helps the deeper you can go on finance to help other people with their financial literacy we're looking for somebody with a great sense of humor all of the things we're looking for and there's many more are at slash job slash job and you could Pinch yourself, hang out with us. Wouldn't that be amazing? I'm sure you're all looking forward to to that. And actually, we do laugh a lot while we're helping people with financial literacy here. Hey, time for the TikTok Minute. This is the part of the show where we dive into something brilliant or air quotes brilliant that a creator's doing on TikTok. Which one is this one, OG? Is this brilliant or air quotes brilliant? Air quotes brilliant.
1: They're all air quotes brilliant.
0: Well, I got to tell you on this one, one thing that makes investing a lot of fun is dreaming about having a lot of money. But when you start to spend oodles of time on stuff that isn't the root of how you get there, uh, maybe you need to rethink it. This is a discussion people are having about, well, just listen in. She's the
2: dumbest person to ever
3: play the lottery. And I'll say this right now. This She shows me her paper and she chose
4: 11, 22, 33, 44, 55, Powerball 66. Why is that crazy? You can choose any number. Why yeah. is it crazy? Why the odds, crazy? the
3: odds are all the same. though. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it the saying. odds are that's no matter what, what the numbers are. And
4: this no, page, for them to be in a sequence, the odds are way greater. We were almost late to our show. She made me pull over. She's yes. Like, yes. Yeah, see, I told you. Yeah, yeah. You're both idiots. No.
3: I do one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> yeah, <you're an> idiot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what don't. I do. Yeah, I do.
4: It doesn't Every matter. Time, it, it doesn't does matter. matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's all the same.
3: So you think the odds are different if you do random numbers? She
4: thinks she's hacked a lot, but she's never won. Have you
0: ever f-ing
3: won no. it? No! You've
4: no. never won it, man! I can't believe this
0: is <laughs> You know, when you start off with, you're the dumbest b- to ever play the lottery. Like, that is the. <laughs> What's your chance of winning the lottery, number one?
1: So they were arguing about whether or not the odds were the same to have one, two, three, four, five, six versus. Yeah. Any other random combination. Yeah.
0: Whether, and, and hey. she's like, this woman's dumb because she picks 11, 22, 33, 44, 55, and then the Powerball 66. And she's like, that is the dumbest thing ever. And the other two are like, how is that dumb? How is that dumb? Yeah. yeah. The odds. Way too much time arguing, way too much time arguing about something that will never happen. Imagine if they spent that time arguing over like setting up automation into their funds. Yeah. Like they're the dumbest person to ever automate their investment or better yet. How about this? The dumb argument that we get into all the time, right? Active versus passive. Like which one's better? Imagine if they spent 10 minutes arguing about that. He's the dumbest investor ever. Cause he uses an active manager. That person using an active manager is getting way further ahead than any of these three people <laughs> that are in on this discussion way further ahead. Like, uh, they're so dumb. Well, at least they're doing something. They're doing something. Playing the lottery. That's something Hope and a prayer, and by the way, for people wondering why this is uh, w- w- where the right way is to come down. And I, and, and there may be a few people hanging out with us. It truly does not matter. It truly, you can pick one, two, three, four, five, six, you can pick 11, 22, 33, 44, 55, 60. It's all, it is all the same. I'm
1: going to start taking, I'm going to start picking those numbers just so that when that hits, I have to split it with that person. <laughs> Because now we know who wins. You could look them in the eye. Right? Like if that ever hits, you'd be like, I know that person. It she was on TikTok.
0: Yes. Yeah. My favorite creators on TikTok. Uh, we will link to not only the TikTok minute, but all the goodness OG and I talked about about direct investing and making this fun in the 201. Brooke Miller creating the 2014. This just does a brilliant job of that. It comes twice a week. It is free. We'll also keep you up to date on what's going on in the basement. And last week we had a couple big things. Buffy Purcell with over a million and a half followers on TikTok we hung out with on Monday. On Tuesday, you could ask questions from Vanguard Investments about inflation and investing on our fireside chat that we had last week. Always try to make it so that you can get your questions answered and have fun with us here on the podcast. That's stackybenchamins.com slash 201 for our free newsletter. All right, coming up next, Karen Nekomowski is just a force of nature. OG. This woman is so amazing. Listen to this. Not only did she create the amazing mamachef.com brand where she serves up very simple, delicious recipes for anybody. To Go try out and they're so easy and they're so fun. She has a brand new cookbook out which uses six ingredients takes six minutes or less to create so you can devote the holiday season to doing what you care about now for most of us that's friends and family Karen took it a step further and decided to create meals for homeless people and she's going to talk about how she took all this time and made it so that we can all get a little bit more deliciousness in our life. So that's coming up next, but Doug, I think you've got some trivia to get us there, man.
3: Hey there stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I'm so excited to hear all about Karen's soup kitchen and her cookbook. I mean, I'm sure it's great with the six minute meals and all, but it only takes me four minutes to break an egg into a shot glass, microwave it solid, squirt some mustard on it, and be off on my way to the garage sales. You know what I mean? I hope her book lasts as long as one of those we're talking about today. It's a classic you've seen remade over and over and over and over. Though no one did it better than Bill Murray, except maybe Miss Piggy. So here's my question. What book published on this day in 1843 sold out its 6,000 copies in the first week and has never been out of print since? There's some serious Benjamin stacking. I'll be right back after I make sure I've got my
0: priorities straight for Christmas. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money, and it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together together We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash benjamins. Well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed.
3: Hey there, stackers. I'm head chef of three-minute crabs and ghost of Christmas pukers, Joe's mom's neighbor Doug. On this day in 1843, a book was written that is being remade even this year as a movie. The tale has been remixed by the Jetsons, the Muppets, and 15 other movies. This year you can see Will Ferrell in the newest version. So what book written on this day sold out in the first week and has never been out of print in more than 150 years? Of course you got this one. It's Charles Dickens' classic A Christmas Carol. And now, to help you write the story of your
0: Christmas feast future, we welcome Karen Nakamowski. And here to help us make the holidays maybe a little simpler, a little kinder, a little more fun, Karen Nakamowski's here. How are you? I'm good.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you for helping us. I'm so excited to talk to you because, as you know, families spend so much time in the kitchen around the holiday season, Karen. They want this to be perfect. And so we spend all this time, all this energy. And I love the fact that you're talking about six-minute dinners because (laughs) truly, yes, I think that's what the holidays are about. But tell me about this project because, frankly, I know this is more about than about just six-minute dinners. This is about really a whole movement you have.
4: It is. So I started about four years ago. I had this kind of of middle-of-the-night epiphany of what more do I want to do to help my community? I had had my cooking blog. We had volunteered at soup kitchens. We had stacked pantries at different shelters. And I just had this idea of kind of making more of a philanthropic arm of my cooking blog. And so I woke up in the morning, still had the idea, um, did a little research, and I reached out to a synagogue. I say it was meant to be because it was the first place I reached out to. I sent them an email, and it was to the like info at Congregation kids. I didn't even know who to contact. I just knew the area. And I knew there were a lot of people in need in this area because I have three boys and my husband and I and the boys had delivered hot meals through a different organization to families in this area. So I reached out to a local synagogue and said, what do you think about starting a soup kitchen? Within three or four hours, I had an email back saying, we love this idea. Let's meet. We met. I met with the rabbi of the congregation and the president. And within three months, we had a soup kitchen up and running. This was four years ago. Since then, we have provided over 20,000 meals. Really, it's gone off without a hitch. I mean, other than COVID, which, you know, obviously (laughs) turned turned the world upside down. um, And we really did have to pivot. It really has been such a wonderful, successful venture that that I started, that a middle of the night idea, you know, (laughs) came to fruition.
0: I can't believe, you know, you just glossed over three kids at home, Karen, you've got all this stuff going on in your life. Hey, you know what I need to do? But it is wonderful and it's got to feel great. I mean, I've worked in soup kitchens before. Mm -hmm. I've volunteered in soup kitchens and every time I leave just feeling wonderful. But seeing this all the time has got to be just great for your psyche.
4: It is. You know, when people will talk about how wonderful it is, I've said, and it's really true, I get more out of it. My kids get more out of it than really anything we can give because you're in there especially when we were open so what when we opened up we're still open but when we were serving meals yeah. um, before covid hit our doors were open it was a once a week soup kitchen so we were able to do it a little bit differently you know there's soup kitchens that are serving breakfast lunch and dinner every night so it's more basic um, since we were just once a week we were able to serve it was usually like a six to seven course meal a hot meal chicken beef rice fresh fruit fresh salad soups desserts and we had have kids there. Um, I set the minimum age much younger than other organizations, you know, bringing kids in just because I thought it was so important for kids to really have more of a tangible experience helping those in need rather than just stocking a pantry and not meeting with the guests that they're helping. I thought it was important to have kids coming in. So I had kids at the age of eight coming in. They were making lunches, they were setting up the rooms, and then they were volunteering. And it was really nice for the guests who were coming in to get the meals to be interacting with these young kids. And so I think it it, it really was a win-win. When I opened, I was a little nervous about getting volunteers. I put together the volunteer sheet and realized we needed over 600 volunteers.
0: 600 um,
4: six hundred. Because we were making in an hour and a half, we were making a six to eight course meal for let's say it was a hundred people, but people were coming up to get seconds and thirds. So we had to have a lot of food. So we needed a lot of volunteers. And within two or three months, I think we had a four or five month waiting list to come wow. and volunteer. Yeah. So that was like my biggest fair. And it was amazing to have people emailing me saying, please let me know when there's a spot open. I want to bring my kids because I think people really like to give back, but they like to give back as a family as well.
0: Well, I love this messaging this time of year, especially when I feel like all we see is the worst of each other on social media. Right. The fact that there's so many people lining up to do these Remarkable things. People that are watching the video of this, by the way, are are looking now at a uh, photo that you sent us, which is a bunch of the meals lined up and some of the volunteers. Just how do you find time to organize all of this, Karen? I got to imagine you've got some great people on your team helping you.
4: I do. So I have a volunteer coordinator whose name is also Karen. I joke that when we've done, I have a volunteer coordinator, Karen, when we've done the coat drives another friend of mine, Karen runs it. So I said, we give the Karens a good name. Right, right. She really runs it with me. I have wonderful people at the synagogue who help me weekly. Um, we have a cleanup crew that comes in. The same crew has been coming in since we opened for four years. So really when we're either serving the meals or handing out the meals, there's an, another crew that comes in to clean up so we don't have to worry about that. And you know, like you said, with all of just everything going on in the world and all the negativity, it. it someone asked me what, what surprised me the most. And I realized people want to find the opportunities to give back. People are inherently good and they really want to give back to their communities. It's sometimes hard to find. And so once they have this opportunity, especially, like I said, that they can bring their kids to, it's really easy to get people once they realize that, you know, this is out there and it's something that they can drive, you know, five to 30 minutes to help out. Well,
0: let's dive into the cookbook then that supports this wonderful project, it also, frankly, supports this idea of family and spending more time with family because it's a beautiful cookbook as I've been flipping through it, preparing to talk Thank to you, you, Karen. Thank you. The, uh, yeah, And it just makes me hungry. <laughs> it just totally makes me hungry. But I guess what you're telling people like on your blog is, listen, healthy and tasty does not have to take forever.
4: Absolutely. I started the blog in 2017. The Soup Kitchen started in 2018. And when I started the blog, the catchphrase that I had is, you can do it. There were so many people who, friends of mine in my community, friends that I had, friends of friends, who have said, I don't know how to cook. It's very intimidating for people, especially if they were not raised in a house where they were spending a lot of time in the kitchen. It's daunting. It's it's intimidating to start cooking. And for me, it just... I've grown up cooking. I was the one cooking for my friends in college. When I lived abroad, I was the one going to the markets and buying the food. It was really natural for me to cook. And I and I realized it's not like that, honestly, for most people. And so about six months into the cooking blog, I got a message. Someone had sent me an email. And the subject was, thank you for making me feel like a hero in the kitchen. And oh. she said, I've never cooked before. I have three kids. This was kind of when my blog had started, so I might have had 30 recipes on there. She had made the honey curry chicken, which happens to be the recipe that I first put on the blog. It's the one that I had shared so many times that I was like, I'm starting a blog. I'm tired of emailing this to my friends and family. Um, (laughs) It's actually the first one we did at the soup kitchen as well she had made that she said her husband came home from work he could not believe if anyone is listening watching this try the honey curry chicken your house is going to smell amazing and she said my husband came in like his jaw dropped and she said it was amazing he made her sit down and he did the dishes like he was so happy and she said for the first time Ever, I felt like a hero in the kitchen. And it just made me realize people really need the tools and the confidence to say, here's a recipe. It will take you six minutes to get together, it's six ingredients. A lot of these you even have in your home and you can just throw it in the oven and you're going to have a meal. Like it's really, it's, it's much easier than what people think. And that's really my cookbook, which is behind me. That's what all the recipes are. They're quick and easy recipes that anyone can do. And I also have a section in there cooking with kids, which I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at that. Yeah, It's, it's recipes just to start. If you want, if your kids are curious and they want to start cooking, they're great recipes to start cooking with the kids. And then I made sure all of the ones in that section are ones that kids can do on their own. Like once you really show them or they can try them on their own, which is fun for them to start at a young age. Also.
0: This is really just a way to get your kids uh, to cook for you. Isn't it, Karen? I mean, th- is. this is the real it truth, right?
4: Is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very nice when I come home and I can see my son. Nice make the veggie fried rice for me.
0: Perfect. <laughs> I want to ask you about so many things, but frankly, even before we get to that, I just want to point out to our stackers, to our community that, The stats that I've read lately on DoorDash, DoorDash is just so, it's so expensive. And when you can make something in six minutes at home, that's going to be healthier and tastier than what you get from DoorDash, which if you think about the amount of time it's in that car, like this, this ends up saving you time. It saves you money, just, just focusing a little bit on, on the home, but give us, give us Karen a few keys, right? There's gotta be a few basic things that our stackers should know about cooking a meal quickly about making it healthier. What are a few keys that you have for us?
4: Sure. In each recipe, especially in the cookbook, I kind of give these little tips because I do think it's important for people to kind of read once they're done reading it, some things that are going to stick with them. You know, a lot of staples that I'll really keep in my kitchen, I have a recipe and they're called tortillas all it is, they're tortillas. You throw some shredded cheese, some pizza sauce on it, some toppings. My kids make them all the time. Like These are great snacks. Instead of running to the local fast food restaurant, kids can come home. You can have a whole wheat tortilla, a regular tortilla. You're getting the, you know, with the pizza sauce, you can put veggies on there with the cheese and, and you pop it in the oven. It's ready in five minutes. So there are even recipes that Not only take five minutes to prep, you throw them in the oven and they're ready, and kids can have a healthy snack. I always keep some type of chicken in my refrigerator. I like, for those of you starting off cooking, you'll find a lot of my recipes have bone in chicken. So, bone in chicken skin on because it's really hard to mess up. If you overcook it, especially dark meat, there's really a lot of moisture and fat in there that it will turn out great. Um, So if you're going to start cooking, I would suggest starting with bone-in chicken with the skin on. I do have some fish recipes in there. The fish ones that I did are easy fish recipes. They're ones you just put a couple sauces on or a couple spices, throw it in the oven, and they're really simple to do. So I think it's just starting off easy. And like I said before, I think it's Giving people, like you said, door dash. I think that happens a lot. It's not only because people don't think they have the time; it's also because people don't have the confidence in the kitchen. Right. You know, yeah. they're scared to do it. So I think giving people the confidence in the kitchen and saying you can totally do this is what's going to help people make it. you make the meals. And really, other than it's healthier, it's less expensive. People feel good making a meal like people really feel good making dinner for themselves, for their spouses, for their families. And I think once you kind of make a couple of them, you'll realize that you can do this.
0: How, how do you plan for your week at your house when it comes to planning meals? Do you plan the whole week out all at once and then do you batch some pieces or do you take it day by day?
4: I don't. I take it day by day. And what's funny is I was telling my husband this. I had and I got an early copy of the cookbook about two weeks ago, and I did a lot of recipe development. I spent about a year on this cookbook, um, putting together recipes because a lot of times when I cook, i, I say most of the time that I cook, I just throw things together. Like I don't measure, especially when you're cooking, and that's really not baking, but also with cooking, if you're putting ingredients together, it's it's very hard to mess up. If you have the right ingredients, if you're adding oil and you add a little bit too much or you add a little too much mustard or honey, whatever you're making, it's going to be okay. So I really throw things together. Since I've gotten my early copy of the cookbook, I said it's actually already dirty. Like I've opened it up and I'm like, oh, i this tonight. So I said, to my husband, it is so funny to be cooking out of my own cookbook, but I do a day by day. So usually, I mean, maybe the day before, but usually sometime during the day, I like to serve either meat, chicken. We usually have a protein for dinner, so I'll usually run out at some point and grab that. A lot of my recipes um, have it in there so you can prep it the night before. Like, Let's say you're making a chicken, you throw everything together in a Ziploc bag. There's a great lemon herb chicken in there, which all you're doing is putting chicken in a Ziploc bag, lemon juice, you can use fresh lemon, you can use the lemon juice, some garlic cloves, any herbs you want, throw it in a bag, put it in the night before, and then when you get home the next day, you put it in the oven for 40 minutes and you
0: have dinner. Karen, there's a subtext while you've been talking that I keep hearing, which it sounds like when you talk about confidence, like the subtext I'm hearing and tell me if I'm wrong is it's okay to mess it up. It's okay to experiment. I'm just hearing you talk about the joy when you say you don't measure, just just learn from it and have some fun. It is. And
4: most of my recipes are recipes that you're cooking, not baking. So when you're baking, you really do have to be a little bit more exact. And again, the recipes that I have, you can't mess up with the baking because it's, it's exact and they're so easy. You're not having a list of 20 ingredients. You're having usually they're four to you know maximum six. But when you're cooking, um, meaning when you're making chicken, beef, fish, vegetables, it really is hard to mess up as long as you're using the ingredients that are listed.
0: That's fabulous. I found for me that that was confidence in the kitchen was this idea that, Hey, just have some fun, just relax. And if, you know, if it doesn't turn out right, we have a good laugh and then we do it again later and we keep experimenting, you know,
4: and it will turn out right. my
0: last question is a very serious one. Who the hell is your photographer? These photos are
4: amazing. They are. She did an amazing job. Um, my publisher Um, that I worked with Page Street Publishing. They work with a photographer in the area that's done some cookbooks. I sent her the recipes and she took all the photographs. And what was so nice to me is when I'm cooking, I've been cooking forever. It's it's nice to know that someone else is making them before they're getting into a cookbook and then they actually look and turn out the way that I wanted them to turn out. So it was almost like a second check for me having her do this. Yeah, she did a beautiful job. Pastry did such a wonderful job on the cookbook. And one thing I'll mention is, and I sent you a photo of it, if you're able to show it, when I was running the soup kitchen and we kind of had to pivot a little bit during COVID. So we started handing out meals. I was driving by one of those little libraries and I had this idea to make it a free outdoor food pantry. So I started that in 2020. My oldest son, actually, at the time, he had turned 16. So, is this I said, your son,
0: Karen, on the left on the on the photo? It is. Yeah.
4: Yes, that is at a church that we have in Chicago. That was the first pantry that we started. It's actually much larger than it looks. It holds several hundred pounds of food, and it's all non-perishable food. It's not the library where you have take one, leave one. Um, this is all just take. We put the food in there. My son delivers probably six to 700 pounds of food to the pantries. We now have four pantries. So, this was our first one. We now have four of these around Chicago. We've probably provided 15 to 20,000 pounds of non perishable food since we started this in 2020. And it's really a great way for people to just take food. Especially anonymously, like they can just walk by, take what they need. We made sure to put them in areas where there's a significant need, or there's a you know significant food insecurity, um, and so we know that the people taking the you know the food are, are that they do need it. And so we have four of these, and then the. Part of the proceeds from my cookbook are going back to my soup kitchen and my pantries, which really means a lot to me. Um, The publisher has generously agreed to donate cookbooks, which we're going to leave in the pantries.
0: Oh, that's fabulous.
4: Also, Yeah, I think also it's great to give people the tools that they can make some of these meals at home. And a lot of the ingredients, especially the canned goods, are in the pantries already.
0: The book is Six Minute Dinners and More, 100 Super Simple Dishes with Six Minutes of Prep and Six Ingredients or Less. And I'm assuming, Karen, that we can can get it anywhere.
4: It is. You can get it at any of your local bookstores and order it online.
0: Well, thank you for making the holidays brighter for all of us. While I have you, I just have one, one final question. Yeah. What's next? You're doing all this stuff, but I know that on your blog and with all your work, you're always thinking about what's next. What's, what's 2023 look like for you?
4: I think I'm going to be having more of the free outdoor pantries. I think I've realized that that is such a great way to get food out there to those with food insecurity. And it's really easy. It's an easy way to do it. So, on the horizon will be more pantries, possibly a second cookbook. But yeah, I've really loved doing all of it. And it, when they say it takes a village, I truly mean it takes a village of 600 plus volunteers <laughs> helping me. Right.
0: Well, happy holidays to you and your family, Karen. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you.
2: Hi, I'm Mitchell Walker. And when I'm not teaching people how to find hidden money, I'm out stacking Benjamins.
0: Big thanks to Karen Nakamowski. And you know what, OG? I love this idea of just putting some food on, some basic ingredients so we can enjoy each other's company. I also love the idea of going and helping out your community. Not just this time of year either. Food's kind
1: of that common denominator, right? Like if you can if you can feed somebody, what's that phrase? Like the, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach or something? <laughs> that is, <laughs> that, that kind of, is true. Kind of true for everybody, not just men, I think.
0: Certainly is the way to Doug's. Hey, uh, let's throw out the Haven Lifeline and tackle some of life's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life, they put what you value first.
1: Uh, right now, for me, it's just all this—all these bowl games. That's, that's really what I value. I value sitting in front of my TV and watching the last remnants of college football for the year, regardless of the game. Some people are like, I can't watch that bowl game. Who wants to see this school versus that school? That's going to be a terrible game. It's like, it's football.
0: It's okay. I think it's so fun. It is so fun seeing who doesn't like watching football on a Monday
1: (laughs) and a Tuesday and and like two in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic.
0: I'm doing the same. I know you don't do this, but I'm enjoying the end of the world cup here. The fact that Morocco made it to the final four. I'm enjoying that. It's
1: the end of the world cup also.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That this is behind us. Yeah. Great stuff. It's actually your loved ones in your time. And just like Karen said earlier, if you can spend more time doing the things that you love, it's less time filling out insurance apps. That's great. Their insurance application is simple. It's all online. You get an instant coverage decision. Affordable prices, and of course, all policies issued by Mass Mutual, which is a hundred and sixty-year-old insurer. So you know they've been there before. Uh, today, we're gonna throw out the lifeline to our friend Patty. Say hi, Patty.
2: Hey Joey, it's Patty from Boston. I uh, wanted to call because, uh, well, I was a Bloom customer, Bloom with three O's, and they recently shut their doors, sent me a nice ominous email saying, go pound sand. Uh, so I was using them for asset allocation, and it was like 120 bucks for the year. My 401k balance is like 450 grand, so uh, nice and cheap. It was like 0.03%, which I was more than happy to pay. Anyways, I uh, called my 401k provider. My company doesn't allow me to do, or it doesn't allow um, my 401k provider to charge for asset allocation. So they gave me two options. They were like, well, you can hop into a target date fund. Sure as hell not doing that. Or uh, I can get on the phone with them once a year and we can do the asset allocation. So I'll probably end up doing that since that's the cheaper option. But um, I just figured I'd call and give you guys a shout because more than likely you have other listeners who are getting screwed with this boom shutdown. So what would you guys recommend for the best option to kind of save some cash on asset allocation? Like I just, I don't want to pay like 1% of 450 grand to have someone shuffle funds around. All right. Uh, Dougie fresh, stay loose and OG. I know I'm late, but happy veterans day.
0: Hey Patty. Thanks for the call. Great to hear from you, my friend. We had this discussion the day it happened, actually, in our Facebook group, The Basement. If you want to join us, the easy way to get there is just go to stackybedjamins.com slash basement, and that'll take you right to our Facebook group if you want to hang out with a bunch of like-minded individuals. But uh, Chris Costello and the team, we really like. And OG, this is a case where the company was sold.
1: Yeah, they went through an acquisition or were acquired by a uh, division of Morgan Stanley or Morgan Stanley acquired them or their technology. And I think it had a lot to do with the, uh, you know, how the SEC works in terms of what you can purchase and what you can't purchase. I expect there to be some good news on the back end of this. I know that kind of everybody got the, hey, sorry, as of today, we're we're shutting it down. Email sometime uh, was that kind of late November, I guess, maybe third week of November or something. But I think that there's more good news coming. It was just kind of how they had to structure the deal with the SEC. So uh, hopefully, it's not a it's not a see you later. It might be a see you soon type thing. But I don't know anything other than what's been public. So so we'll see. So but, let's
0: uh, let's dive into the crux of this question though. Asset allocation yeah. and Patty making this uh, diversified portfolio diversified the right way for him.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't understand why there would be a lot of changes period. I mean, first of all, you know, cheap doesn't equal better. It's like, hey, I want to do this on the cheap. It's like, okay, that may be better or it may not be, right? So, you may get really crappy advice from calling the 800 number or maybe really good. So, don't necessarily poo-poo advice just cuz it costs some money. But with a 401k, particularly because you're contributing a decent amount every year, or at least maybe you're maxing out your 401k and maybe your company's giving you some money on top of it, you know, if you've got 400000 in an account and you're putting in another $25,000 a year with your contributions and maybe matching contributions, you're making a pretty big percentage deposit relative to the whole thing, right? You're adding another 5% of the portfolio just in your contributions. So your normal contributions on a weekly basis are going to help that diversification or help that asset allocation stay pretty well balanced. Usually with 401ks, they don't get out of whack very often. And, and when they do, it's, you know, you just kind of glance at it once a year. So if you had it with bloom and it was doing well, I don't even know why you would change it. I would just leave it where it is and then just take a snapshot of what that allocation is and say, okay, well, he's got, you know, 50% in this and 20% in that, you know, whatever the math is. And then just once a year, look at it again and just make sure it looks plus or minus about the same. When we look at rebalancing to kind of think about like, where's that threshold where it makes sense to like do a transaction? We let it sway 10 or 20%. And what I mean by that is if you've got a holding that's at 50% of your overall portfolio, a 10% swing of that 50. So we'll let it go plus or minus five, sometimes seven you know, it'll, it can go down to 42, 43, up to 57 before we would do anything because that's just kind of how the market market works. So you can do this on your own, I think fairly easily. I think you can use some online tools like on Portfolio Visualizer, uh, which is a website that you can use for free. You can use the 800 number through the 401k provider just to make sure there's no changes uh, that you need to be aware of. All of those are fine, but I really wouldn't worry myself with it more than once a year that would be adequate
0: and that's the good news is that um, this is not something that needs to be time intensive i think well we talked about this earlier with direct investments if you have access to these direct investing tools your your thought is well i have to move it around a lot and investing is really truly og oh, one of the few things in your life where in action once you have it set up Inaction is usually the best course. Like, as humans, I think we're prone to think that action equals getting stuff done. Yeah. And when it comes to your investments, I feel like, you know, you and I have used that analogy of your investments are kind of workers with the lunch pail, the old Robert Kiyosaki thing, where you go to work with your lunch pail, you want to create a pile of money that goes to lunch with its lunch pail. But if you're moving it around all well, the time, well, I want it's just...
1: my pile of money to go to work, not just lunch. But yeah, I get the idea. Right, that's right. Yes.
0: <laughs> and and not right now my martis. money goes to
1: lunch a lot. <laughs> I need it to get its ass back to work.
0: Yes. There's days my my money's on a liquid lunch, I feel like. Yes. So, uh, what are you doing out there? But it's like you send your money to work, and then if you're moving it around all the time, it's like you're the boss, and all of us either have or have had a boss. Your boss comes up with you and in the middle of getting stuff done. They're like, hey, I need you to do this instead. You're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just, no, 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 you got to do. And then you go over there. And then three yeah. minutes later, your boss is like, no, 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 do this. You end up moving it around a ton. You get nothing done. You get nothing done. So don't do a lot of moving around. Yeah, don't. Please don't. StackyBenjamins.com slash voicemail gets you not only a great answer from OG, but also a Haven Lifeline greatest money show on earth t-shirt. That represents the circus that this show can be from time to time—a uh, circus of productivity and goodness. That's right. At Stacky Benjamins. Hey, big thanks not just to Patty, but big thanks to all of you for hanging out today. I know that uh, this is a busy time of year for a lot of us, and hopefully, this is a time when you can kind of focus on the things that matter. And we certainly want to make sure that we help you through the holiday season. So happy that Karen was able to spend some time with us today and. Doug and OG, you even though your birthday celebration I'm sure has already started. Two days to go. I know it's like a full week of festivities at the OG full house. Full up, so. bro. <laughs> thanks for thanks for showing up. Coming up next week, we have a full slate of five—not three, but five shows. The interviews that inspired us the most this year. We have four of those, and then we'll cap off the year as we always do with uh, a look back at our. First roundtable episode every year, which is our magic eight ball episode. Len Penzo, a contributor to this show since the time we began, purchased an eight ball at Walmart and we ask it questions about the future year. And so the
1: toy eight ball.
0: The toy eight ball, yes. Well, was I not clear about what he bought at Walmart?
1: Well, you said he bought an eight ball. I mean that could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people.
0: <laughs> so some, some people might see that a different different way. So I've been told and anyway. yeah, let's be clear. Not in front of Walmart or behind the back.
1: <laughs> not, not not by the dumpster out back. <laughs> right. He actually in the toy went, aisle.
0: Went to the toy aisle and purchased an 8 ball. And so this will be a great final look back. Of course, this week, the rest of the week we're looking back at uh, 2022. Uh, Katie Gaddy, who uh, you and I have never met yet. I'm super excited we get to meet her. Katie, of course, uh, the host of the Money with Katie show that Morning Brew puts out yeah. in their area of personal finance. That's on Wednesday. And on Friday, our roundtable also takes a look at the events of 2022 and what we should have learned from. And those are always interesting and fun discussions. Of course, to keep up on all this, again, stackingbenjamins.com slash 201 is our free newsletter. And stacking Benjamins.com slash welcome shows you all the different channels that stacking Benjamins post to. And of course, both those guides are free. All right, Doug, you got it from here, man. What should we have learned today?
3: Well, Joe, first, take some advice from Karen Nakamowski and prep some easy meals that will also keep you and your family healthy this holiday season. Second, direct investing. Maybe it's better, but no matter what investment option you choose, don't make it worse by messing with it. Place your money in the correct spot and then just let it work. You'll be far happier and richer. But the big lesson, six minutes. You don't need six minutes. Just jab a hole in your can of Slim fast, pop the top, and suck it down. 15 seconds flat, baby. That's why they call me Papa Chef. Thanks to Karen Nakamowski for joining us today. You can learn more about her at MamaChef.com. We'll also include links in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2022, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. The show is written by the brilliant Paulette Perhatch, with help from Joe, me, and Doc G from the Earn & Invest podcast. After you listen to our show, check out the 201 Deep Dives, written by our website manager and blog editor, Brooke Miller. You'll find the 411 on all things money at the 201. Just go to stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now.
0: looking for more holiday cheer of course you are well how about this take on this holiday season with the help of navy federal credit union that's what you're waiting for isn't it because when you use the navy federal cash rewards card you can earn up to 1.75 percent cash back on all purchases now you know stackers you want to pay off your credit card every month but if you do listen to this you can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them and using the navy federal mobile app makes redeeming Easier than ever. Enjoy the rewards of cash back without any annual fee, balance transfer, or foreign transaction fee. There are no limitations on rewards, and they never expire while your account is open. Learn how you can get good cheer to last all year with a cash rewards card at NavyFederal.org. Our members are the mission. Insured by NCUA, rates are variable and range between 1265 and 18% APR based on creditworthiness. ATM fees for cash advances are up to $1 at non-Navy Federal ATMs. Message and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. Today's after show, if you're listening to this in the car and we've got, uh, some of the younger members of the stacker community there, you might want to save this for later. We're, we're not going to use any potty mouth language, but we, uh, are going to talk about some sensitive holiday subjects.
1: related issues.
0: Yes. Yes. So, uh, I'm going to go three, two, one, and, uh, now you're listening at your own risk. So when I was a kid and I look at the children around me, oh, gee, I think about the time growing up and being so excited this time of year, just so, so excited. We never had the elf on a shelf. Like that was not a thing when I was a kid. And yeah.
1: You're lucked out. It's so annoying. I'm not sure
0: I understand it. You have elf on the shelf at your house?
1: Yeah. I hate it. I do not even get it. Like, like, oh, this thing has to report back to Santa and and like I, I was talking to Lisa about this. I'm like, we have good kids. Like we don't need to like threaten them with like like this this other thing that's watching you. <laughs> and then you forget about it and we're like, we have to make it up like, oh, well, it didn't have anything to report this time, so you're good. You decide to stay. Have you seen the ones that they make the elf do bad things? Like that's counterintuitive. Yeah, I don't get it. I saw a video where they drew on their kid with a marker, like drew like marker on his face while he was sleeping, and then the elf was sitting next to his bed holding a marker.
0: What the heck?
1: I was like, the "Hell's wrong with you people?"
0: Like, ah, it did, it did, it did a naughty, dude. I pranked my kid.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And the kid was upset about it. Like,
0: like, why would he write on my face, Dad?
1: Like, I don't know. It's like, what kind of weird. Weird thing are you into, parents.
0: <laughs> that is so, that's so wrong.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to get rid of it. Caroline's sick, so we've got, got a few more years.
0: I do remember, though, my brother and I waking up at about 1.45 a.m. <laughs> and running downstairs, and my dad coming down about 2.15, because we thought we would just be very quiet and just look at the yes. presents until they opened we were gonna up. We are going to be very quiet which did not compute when I'm seven years old, that this is going to be four hours, right? Until my, That's if they wake up at six. So it's going to be four hours. So my brother and I are sitting there, quote, trying to be quiet. My dad comes down and he's so angry. He's like, get your butt back in bed. So we were in bed for maybe another hour and a half. Before I remember that year, oh, gee. I remember my dad. And at the time I thought it was really cool. I didn't realize how much he'd just given up
1: <laughs> yep. and, until you and, were until you were a father. You're like, let's just get he, this he, over with.
0: Yeah, no, no, I finally get it. At 345, my dad's like, well, Dorothy, put on, put on a pot of coffee. Looks like we're opening presents. I'm like, yeah, it's morning. Hey, it's morning. It's 345. It's morning.
1: I have a couple of memories from, uh, from holiday time. One of which was my dad coming home late. Like he was working and just made it home basically We did the same thing. We were up at whatever time, you know, 4 a.m. or something, 3 a.m. And all of a sudden there's... We're like, holy crap, who's knocking at the door? Christmas morning at 4 a.m. Yeah. You know, you kind of like look out the window and I'm like, oh, it's dad. And you open the door and he's got like an armful of like presents and he's like, hey. I just drove down the road. I was just coming home from work and this fell out the back of something. It flew away. It was it was do you guys didn't see it? And we're like, What? He's like, You didn't how long have you been up? And we're like, We uh, just a little bit. And he's like, Oh, you must have just missed him. But anyways, looks like he forgot these. And he like So he played it off pretty well, which I thought was kind of cool. That's so awesome. That was the same year that I got a stapler and I stapled my thumb. So, you know, <laughs> a yin and a yang of Christmas.
0: And that's how he became OG. There it is. That's all you need to know. Well, Stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend OG, who spent time in the military. And, of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he... Pretends like he's being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to Help Veterans Transition to Civilian Life and Best Careers for Military Spouses. To support military families, so much going on, just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender.